Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Chillin' in the State House. I'm Andrew Ball, one half of the Topeka Capital Journal's sleep-deprived State House team. I am here with my also sleepy half, uh, Jason Tidd. Jason, how are you, sir? Tired. It was a uh, long week for us. Yeah, we are doing this on Monday morning in the in the aftermath of Drop Dead Day, Drop Dead Week. And uh, the name seems rather apropos. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a very chill week here in the state house. No, it was not. But but nonetheless, we persist and will break down everything. And we have, as always, with us. Now officially, it's been signed into law. The runner-up state land fossil. Yes, yes, John and Hanna, and, and I was told press. by the governor's office that unfortunately they had to go in a different direction. Um, and listen to the school kids in Elaine Bowers's district, and and pick the the pile of bones that were discovered in that neck of the woods. I, I thought they were actually from Goddard. <clears throat> were they from Goddard? Why did Elaine Bowers sponsor it then? <laughs> I who knows? One if, of the mysteries of the legislature. It's a good thing we don't get paid to ask may, questions may, for a living. May, yeah, maybe it came from both. Yes. Anyway, well, congratulations to whichever group of school kids. Uh, beat me out for the state land <laughs> fossil. Well, there was almost so much going on last week that I don't know where to start, but we, we can start with the end that it ended at 4:30 a.m. on Friday, Good Friday. They were going all night long, and they would have gone longer if uh, the Senate hadn't. Uh, broke early after a few things fell through. Yeah, the Senate had some members leave. Uh, perhaps they wanted to go to bed, as did the rest of us, and they kind of just summarily gaveled out. The, the same thing happened last year, where they kind of just gave up at some point and figured they'd come back in veto session. So, so, so leaving at 4.30 was not because they finished their work. They, they well, would have kept going if they could. Yes, well, and, you know, they had they have one tax bill that kind of has, like, what, 100 tax bills rolled into it? 19. But 19, but, but it feels like 100. Counting. I mean, that that is the one that has uh, the tax credit for donors to uh, anti-abortion pregnancy resource, anti-abortion counseling centers, however you want it, pregnancy crisis, crisis pregnancy centers, whatever term you want to use, that has $10 million worth of tax credits. It also has a tax credit, an expanded tax credit for people who get their goods from companies that hired the disabled. That's in there. Uh, you're about to mention, Jason, some other goodies yeah, yeah. in there. I mean, it also has the adoption tax credit. Yes. Uh, and then Perhaps the most controversial piece is the tax break for Genesis Health Clubs and other businesses that uh, say they compete against government. Well, and it's it's interesting because they they worked on the language of that, and it's kind of hard to tell exactly when it would apply. It it seems it could apply like if you have a business and then government comes in and build something right next door or something yeah yeah the the house side uh wanted new language which uh seemingly waters down the concept of the original bill but of course since it was a conference committee there was no testimony from anybody who would be affected by this so 
it's hard to say how the new language actually applies. Well, and and given that the numbers pinged around from there was 33 and 248, and now it's in Senate Bill 8, I mean, I don't know that anybody on the outside of this of the state house could have kept up with it anyway. That is kind of the one of the fundamental flaws of this late session maneuvering where things get taken out and put into another thing and then you know basically fails and then they take it and put it into a different bill they have a big freaking blender in the rotunda and they just dump the paper in and it (laughs) whirs around and it pops out in a new form john's so excited he's uh i'm hitting things i'm hitting my microphone stand here i'm so wound up about it well and jason one thing that did make its way out of the state house last week is the the mac daddy tax proposal that uh, is that in the title the mac daddy tax plan? well you know how they say the kansas mac daddy <laughs> tax plan it should be it should be because they come up with enough stupid acronyms that you know if a third trend i would stop acronyms creating acronyms for bills stop it folks and this is why you don't cover congress yes uh yeah the flat tax or single rate tax Mm -hmm. as uh some republicans prefer to call it uh the state would move from its current three-tiered progressive income tax model to this flat 5.15 percent uh, past a certain level income to ensure that lower income people don't see a, a tax increase from this that is the headlining piece of another bigger tax legislation uh, it also has some property tax cuts a an accelerated food sales tax mm-hmm. cut uh, a collection of pieces uh it was the social security uh cliff was addressed in that bill right and that that bill when it was in the house had pieces that democrats had fought harder for uh and it was kind of seen as a compromise bill that got all republicans on board and a handful of democrats and if it stayed like that it would have been a veto-proof majority uh with bipartisan support in conference some of the democrat priorities were rolled back a bit and it is now going to the governor with a veto-proof majority in the senate i sorry veto-proof majority in the house not veto-proof in the senate and the governor is expected to veto it because she has told republicans and democrats or at least republicans and democrats say that they have been that the governor has indicated to her that sorry it is a monday after a long week the governor has indicated to them that she will not sign any bill with a flat tax that's interesting because her position with us as reporters was consistently that she'd have to look at the numbers so apparently she has looked at the numbers and decided she will has been tell have has been ha, has been telling people that she will veto it. I'm going to leave all of these slips of tongue in just to underscore for people how ridiculous it is that the legis- legislature works at all hours of the night. I mean, if you think us t- 
talking about tax policy now at 11 a.m. on Monday is difficult. Imagine what it was like following the tax debate at 3.30 a.m. Well, when, when the lawmakers hadn't even read the 127-page Well, when Vic Miller made a point of shouting statements every so often to wake, try to wake people up, and I think he concluded that it was futile, that there were some people who were uh, – now, I was not – physically there so i couldn't and you couldn't see it on camera of course because it just conveniently faces the podium it's not like for example the tennessee legislature which seems to have multiple cameras so you can see lawmakers protesting and whatnot but here uh you couldn't see i i can't say that there he referenced people sleeping at their desks who i did not see it because uh, I was not physically there, I was listening on my on the live stream as I was following multiple things at once. And to not uh, belabor the tax discussion, but the I think the big takeaway is that the bundling of controversial pieces with non-controversial bipartisan pieces could ultimately doom the two main tax cut packages. And who knows what would then happen with the tax cuts proposed for this year. Well, indeed. And then you might just have state officials filling up a, a swimming pool with dollar bills and jumping in like Scrooge McDuck. I kind of want to see that. Is Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, he's he's a Disney. Yeah, he's character. a so, well, there's so, your yeah. so There's our, there's our Check that off. The Disney reference is good. Um, yes. Well, and probably isn't scrooge mcduck related to donald duck i believe so is he like uncle yeah that sounds right i'm not an expert on the duck i i will uh, text my fiance's sister and since she works for disney and uh, can find out oh is that what this has been all along is this just been are you getting paid or is this like a sponsorship thing I didn't know about? No, no. no he's sucking up to the in-laws. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy is the marriage where the husband sucks up to the in-laws. <laughs> Bet you all didn't think this podcast would involve uh, marriage advice from John Hanna. Yeah. Especially the divorce guy giving oh. marriage <laughs> well, advice. Well, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah. but Well, no. Full disclosure <laughs> Okay, do not take marriage advice from me, okay, because I blew it, <laughs> you know, so there you go. Well, I'm sorry, John, I didn't mean it that way. No, 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 it's fine, that's far in the past. Um, I'm over it. <laughs> We're already off the rails. Uh, going back on the track, um, I think people expected the tax debate to maybe be the premier debate, if we can call it that, of the last week. But really everything got – the defining story, I think, of the final week was the veto override on yes. Wednesday when lawmakers oh my, yes. enacted a ban on transgender athletes and girls and women's sports over the veto of the governor with the decisive vote being cast by Representative Marvin Robinson, a Democrat from Kansas City. I think if you asked a lot of people at the beginning of session, myself included, over whether that bill would be would, – the override would occur this year, I probably would have said yes, but I would not have predicted that it would have come with a Democrat being the one to push Republicans over the top. 
John, a really interesting turn of events. Really, very much so, because everybody had been watching uh, a Wichita Democrat, Ford Carr, who initially voted for the bill when it came through the House and gave it the the seeming veto-proof majority it might need. And then Ford Carr voted no on overriding the veto, went down to the mic and gave a speech about how he had some problems with the bill because it applies to uh, basically through K through six. And that's that's been a criticism of this bill. But yeah, uh, Marvin Robinson uh, voted to override. Um, he has been, since that vote, has been voting with the Republicans a good number of times. He voted he, for the flat tax bill. He voted for a food stamp bill. He voted for other anti-transgender bills, which we'll probably get to in a moment. Yeah. So he's, he's. Um, I mean, Vic Miller, uh, there were a couple of Democratic groups after that vote who called on him to resign. And Vic Miller said he would be pleased if he did so that they could get somebody who votes as Vic Miller sees it, like a Democrat in there. Now, I would note that Marvin Robinson uh, says he is a lifelong Democrat. His mother was a woman named Virtus Robinson, who was briefly in the House and was a power in Wyandotte County politics for years. Um, well, I believe he is a relative of Representative Broderick Henderson, yes. who held that seat before. So, And I think Broderick Henderson backed him. Um, for that, and he was long, long, long active in the movement to get uh, the Quindaro ruins recognized uh, out there early, er, early territorial site, and so um, all of that is playing, and and Republicans pretty aggressively uh, wooed his vote. Patrick Penn, a Republican from Wichita. Uh, was, how do we say it, a boon companion for much of that week and probably a little bit before uh, for Representative Robinson. Um, and as there was a gaggle with us, Representative Penn was off to the side over here watching. And and so that that is an interesting development. Um, beca- and, and a potentially significant one because... I mean, I guess we can keep talking about what impact that bill will have, but there will be another override attempt on Senate Bill 180, which would be uh, a bathroom a, bill, a, a more expansive version of, of bathroom bills that we've seen in Kansas and elsewhere. Uh, and yeah. that is expected to go down to the wire as to whether they will have the two thirds supermajority needed yeah. to override yeah. the governor. We should note that that bill is entitled the Women's Bill of Rights, but it's really a bill about making sure that transgender women cannot share facilities with cisgendered women, jails, prisons, bathrooms, locker rooms, domestic violence, shelters, rape crisis centers, all, all of that. And so... And a difference this year from last year is we Kansas no longer has a trans legislator uh, who last year spoke of her experience using uh, women's restrooms and what some certain... Uh, lawmakers thought of that yes and we do have uh, heather meyer from the kansas city area her son is trans and you know there we had a, after the vote to override uh we had a beat i think a brief demonstration on the floor with her and 
uh, Representative Susan Ruiz, also from the Kansas City area, who is a lesbian lawmaker. And uh, they thought Republicans, some a few Republicans were gloating a little. And so uh, Representative Ruiz shouted something at the Republicans. And Heather Meyer uh, had a jacket on. She opened her jacket to show the Protect Trans Youth t-shirt underneath and left the chamber and flipped the bird yes and there are photos i didn't think that flip the bird would be a phrase ever uttered on children in the state house but it was not a chill moment it was not um and 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 i think we should maybe talk a little bit more about the other two anti-trans bills but the lgbt rights community has been very clear that you know that was they believe that to be a dark day Vivito override. Yes. Kansas is now the 20th state with uh, legislation to that effect. Uh, the Republicans and supporters of the bill were you know, very pleased. It's a moment they've been waiting for for three years now. Yes. So it was a very, very emotionally charged day. Yes. Yes. And of course, we should note that the Republicans push, pushing that bill argue that it's about preserving uh, fairness, fair competition, uh, scholarship opportunities for women and girls, and other th- other opportunities. Of course, one of the questions about that is uh, th- the scarcity of uh, transgender female athletes. Also, you know, how many kids, trans or not, are going to actually compete on an elite level um in college and the concern for increased suicidal ideation mm-hmm. uh, brought about from you know their humanity being political yeah and and now we have these two other bills the one john mentioned senate bill 180 um which is is a pretty sweeping piece of legislation that I mean, I don't think we've really seen in a lot of other states. It's uh, these kinds of bills have usually been limited to. Yeah, they've been specific, specific about bathrooms or locker rooms or 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 facilities. This was was written more as a legal. It changes it it it, it puts into state law a definition of male and female that is based on your reproductive biology at birth. A woman is somebody who has reproductive uh, system designed to produce ova, and uh, the male is the one with the reproductive system designed to fertilize that. It's determined at birth. So, of course, a transgender woman under this law is defined as male. And therefore, and that, uh, the, the LGBTQ rights advocates who've looked at this bill believe it's basically legal erasure. And then to follow up on that, I believe that was Tuesday that they sent that to the governor uh, on early Friday morning, I think 4 a.m. maybe, it all blurs together. Uh, lawmakers passed, uh, first the House, then the Senate passed a ban on gender-affirming care for transgender youth. And, and actually, it's it's not, it's not it's interesting because it's not so much a ban on, it's a, if a doctor is found to be doing it, they lose their license, period. I guess I would call that a ban. Yeah, well, it's designed to be I mean, a that's like saying, you know, you can openly drink in, uh, on a public sidewalk, 
but oh, by the way, you're going to be arrested for it. Or you can sell alcohol to a minor, but we're going to take your liquor license away. Well, exactly. And and so this is, this is if you are found to be doing this, you lose your license and you can be sued later. And, you know, um, so yes, this is clearly designed to stop uh, puberty blockers, hormone therapy, uh, surgery, um, and, you know, there were some questions at the mic about whether it would even apply to uh, psychiatric counseling, for example. The answer seemed to be no. Um, it, it certainly do- isn't written to cover that. But, you know, who knows how something like this gets enforced? Well, and, and Jason, this was probably the one that saw the most heated debate late at night with tired legislators wondering, you know, why are we doing this? Democrats are saying, why are we doing this at all? But particularly at, I think the House is doing it at like 2.30 in the morning. And there were some repeated attempts to adjourn summarily and yeah, three and, or four times, and actually. And for a uh, brief moment, uh, Speaker Pro Tem Blake Carpenter, the Derby Republican, uh, shut down additional attempts to adjourn because he said Democrats were abusing the process. Yeah, and that that did not uh, lower the temperature in the room at all. And uh, Heather Meyer, who has, as I mentioned, a trans son, got up and gave a pretty strong speech about, you know, this is Good Friday and, you know, Jesus wouldn't do this. And um, I think she said i'll paraphrase so as not to run afoul of the censor she said i'm not going to cry today because i'm too angry um she didn't use the word angry um yeah it was really quite an extraordinary moment and then it went to the senate and there was no debate in the senate i think by that point they were pretty much ready to go yeah um also in the I mean there's just so much to discuss I think briefly maybe we should move on to education because I think that was probably yeah that that was the one where we had a pre-write that had to be very uh changed which is and, not unusual we should say yeah. uh, because, it kind of blew up basically yeah, I mean, because now we have I mean, there the, the semantics of whether or not it was a voucher bill aside, uh, there was a school choice proposal that failed, and then there was the education budget that did not pass yet. Yeah. Uh, the, the bill is still alive. So that will be the probably the biggest piece of legislating left to do when they come back for a veto session that... They've said all along, Republican leadership have said all along, they wanted veto session to be a uh, pretty light week. And now it's, it can't be. It's looking a little less light. Yeah. I, so lawmakers separated out the school choice proposal you mentioned, modeled on educational savings accounts. The Republicans are saying they tried to incorporate a program the governor started that provides learning loss grants. And then the Ed budget, why that is so hotly debated and why I was talking with Representative Christy Williams, the Augusta Republican who chairs the Education Budget Subcommittee. She said that uh, they had the votes in the House, but they would not have in the Senate. And the reason why is because there's, well, there are several reasons why, but the big reason is there's a provision in there that schools say runs afoul of the Kansas Supreme Court ordered funding blueprint 
that has been, uh, you know, the framework that has governed the past three or four education budgets. Uh, uh, they, they say it would amount to millions of dollars in educational exactly. funding cuts. I mean, for Topeka Public Schools, I think it was like $5.8 million. Uh, for Holton, north of Topeka, it would be like half a million dollars. Impressive recall. Yeah, I believe it would be about $250 million statewide. And and remember the where that lawsuit is. That lawsuit is still in the remedy phase. The court, the Supreme Court, did not let go of it. So it does not have to go back through district court again and, and a trial. What would happen is if the plaintiffs in that lawsuit believe that the state wasn't fulfilling its duty they would just file a petition with the supreme court to 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 impose a a remedy and it would probably move fairly quickly for that kind of litigation and almost certainly if there is any hint of backing off what the legislature is committed to in previous years the plaintiffs are, are almost certain to file something like that well in the governor's line item veto powers i believe do not apply to the education budget which has kind of been separated out and and made into its own thing well can she veto technically the text uh outlining all this is not a proviso it's it's text and it's this mix of until about nine ten years ago you did not see this kind of mixing of policy and appropriations in the same bill generally. There were probably one or two exceptions. But clearly what Republicans are trying to do is to get Kelly to accept something she doesn't like to get the money. And so we'll, I mean, obviously that bill has not passed. It will be worked on further. Clearly, there are some issues in the Senate um, that they're going to have to work out. Well, I mean, and it sets up the potentially messy situation where if they if they keep the basic operating premise of that bill intact, it gets vetoed. Lawmakers are going to need to convene a special session to figure out how we're going to fund schools and under what kind of framework, uh, policy framework, if any. Well, and it, they'd that. have to, I mean, in theory, they'd have to do it fairly quickly because the fiscal year begins July 1st. Uh, really I can, interesting I can sense my, my around Memorial Day visit to, uh, to my daughter in Chicago getting ruined. Well, some of us are getting married in early June. Oh, well, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you better get married. The, the, the weekend after Memorial Day. Well, you said a date. Interesting. Or did I always know you yeah, had a date? It's June 3rd. June 3rd, yes. Congratulations, Jason, by the way. So, any legislators who are listening to this, do not ruin Jason's wedding plans. Andrew does not want to write by himself that week. Well, I have some weddings that I was. I do yeah. not make my girlfriend mad at me. Republican legislators <laughs> slash Governor <laughs> Kelly. Uh, so, I hope I hope people do actually listen to this. So you know, maybe our appeals will not fall on deaf ears. Um, yeah, some really back to the serious. Uh, it will really be some significant developments that we'll we'll be watching in in the weeks to come and and thinking of 
budgeting the uh, rest of the budget, the non-K-12 school part, mm-hmm. did pass. Uh, it did not include state employee pay raises, which those of us in Topeka are always uh, interested in, but that is expected to be included uh, when they follow up with Omnibus. Uh, and then legislative pay raises made it through. Well, that that is the uh, the Compensation Commission. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's an oldie but goodie. They had one way back in the day, and it... And it didn't do anything. It, no, one, it I, proposed like a 40 plus, 42, 40, I can't remember, 43% pay increase, which died as soon as the first was, headline hit. Yeah, I should say that it, it did something, but that something was not acceptable. But this... The, the findings of this commission will be will go into force unless the legislature goes out of its way to pass a, a concurrent resolution Rejecting saying it otherwise. Very yeah. quickly. Uh, so I, I believe the point is that we want a leg- an independent body comprised of nine legislators that I suspect a lot of uh, – actually, I know a few former legislators will have to find their way onto. Uh, that will presumably increase pay – uh, and this is the way of trying to avoid a v- up or down vote on pay increases. Well, and, and somebody, one of the chambers, I can't remember which, maybe it was the Senate. Uh, oh, it was it was the independent senator, Dennis Pyle, who made the point that on a pro forma day, the pay is actually pretty good, $88.66 uh, in, in uh, wages and, and then another 100-something in per diem to cover your expenses. That's pretty good on a pro forma day. But on one of these days, um, you know, like the 24-hour days, it's like $3 an hour, which is, you know, kind of 1890s pay. They actually make less than reporters do yes. per hour and days like that. Ah, uh, pity them then. <laughs> uh, there was one piece of uh, bipartisan legislation, unanimous in both chambers, the statute of limitations reform. Yeah, that uh, legislation that would eliminate the criminal statute limitations on child sex crimes and uh, increase the window of time folks have to file a civil lawsuit. And the advocates for that bill have been in Topeka basically every day. Yeah, they set up a table uh, on the ground floor, the garden level as we call it, so that legislators literally had to walk past it every day to and from the parking garage. They were very, very visible. And that was probably very effective. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think this is, people assume, I think, and oftentimes perhaps not wrongly, that grassroots lobbying doesn't really, isn't all that effective anymore. But this was a really good example of those advocates, you know, like winning over legislators at that grassroots level and getting, I mean, pretty... Imp- and, and impressive change and supporters believe more needs to be done there's a question of whether you make clergy mandatory reporters and if you do uh you know what kind of exemption do you carve out for basically the confessional whether it's a formal confessional or an informal confessional um you know that statute of limitations on civil lawsuits uh, the, I think they would probably still like it to be, you get a couple more decades. It was, it was raised to 31 under the bill, but the average age when someone discloses this kind of abuse is, I believe, in, 
well into like a person's late 40s 50s. or early 50s. Yeah. yeah, and there is one you can get a longer statute if if somebody is convicted of any sex crime, but as you know, um, that can be difficult decades after the fact. Yeah, evidence so, is is not there anymore. Or, yeah, uh, but I mean, I, like Jason said, that was probably you could argue that's one of the most impactful bills that will actually get signed into law this session, and and certainly probably the most impactful bipartisan bill that that we've seen. A deal was reached between the the survivors legislators who have been pushing for this and and the senate president's office yeah it was really amazing this was something that looked absolutely like a non-starter up until mid-march um there i don't think there had even been a hearing and then all of a sudden it just it went because people got together and and as you said the senate president time asterson was pretty key to what happened then uh, we haven't discussed uh, August 2nd and its impacts over the past week or two. Uh, we There was a hiccup at one point midweek last week uh, where some abortion policy looked at at risk of not getting through when there was some disagreements between the House Health and Human Services Chair Brenda Landwehr, the Republican from Wichita, and then the Senate Public Health Chair uh, Beverly Gossage, Republican from Eudora. Yes, and there were some uh, how to handle that, and then this was, of course, they did pass the so-called Born Alive Infants Protection Act, which we've discussed before about how you deal with live births during abortion procedures. Um, but this is the abortion pill reversal. They, uh, the way Representative Landwehr put it to me was that she agreed that if somebody else wanted to pursue that, they could, and they did. And they passed a bill that requires abortion providers, would require abortion providers to tell their patients that uh, once a medication abortion starts, it can be reversed after you take the first dose of medication. Uh, it is an understatement to say that is a controversial idea, widely disputed, especially by abortion providers. Um, and we got into that, I think, on the podcast. Yes, we did, but ago. that's on its way to Kelly, Governor and Kelly. That bill also included redefining abortion, right? To explicitly say that ectopic pregnancy treatment is not an abortion and that contraception is not an abortion it's almost as if they're thinking down the road of trying a constitutional amendment again jason that's what democrats say yeah that's what democrats and suggested the uh, attorney general's office suggested might be in the works during a uh, supreme court hearing a few weeks back So much to talk about from last week. So much to read about if yeah. you go to cjonline.com or apnews.com. Ba- backslash Kansas. Yeah. I, I, or do you have to put in the hub before Kansas? No, I think you can just do the backslash of oh. Kansas. <laughs> AP can't be messing with our outro. Yes. Well, well if it... If it isn't just backslash Kansas, I think last time it didn't work for me. I had to do apnews.com backslash hub backslash Kansas. Okay, I haven't had that problem, but I'll I'll check. All the, ba- all the backslashing. All the backslashing, yes. 
Well, and we had, I mean, I got, I think it's like near a dozen stories from last week on cjonline.com. Uh, go, go get caught up if, uh, as to what happened while you were sleeping last Thursday night. Drink a coffee and read some stories. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want to find our updates, our, our sleepy updates from Twitter, uh, Jason, where can they find you? At Jason underscore Tid. I'm at Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L. And, and John, how about you? A-P-J-D Hannah. No H on the end. No H. Can I get like a little Esquire or something to do- denote that I am the runner-up state land fossil? Like a little glyph or something? We're going to need that's You're going to have to take that one up with Elon, I think. Yes. It's but. probably an $8 badge. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you pay them enough, you can what do whatever color you would want. That, would that, what color would that be, do you suppose? Not blue, obviously. Tan? Tan, maybe, for fossil, or white for bones? We, we, we can, yes. If you're listening, Mr. Musk, we this is our question. And if you want to listen to back episodes of Chilling in the State House. And you do. You can go. Sorry, a little slow on the uptake there. <laughs> it, it, it's Monday. You're, you're yeah. Monday. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Joe's Podcasts. <laughs> anywhere fine podcasts are found, John. Yes, that's anywhere. where we are. And uh, oof. Jason. John, yeah, John and Andrew. For, <laughs> Jason, John, Andrew, John, Jason, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> I think I got everybody. Joe, Fred, <laughs> Kathy, anybody for, else for, out there? For the Disney fans and the Frozen fans. Sam, I don't even know a Samantha. That yeah. true. We got That's two true. Disney Jafar. We need to throw Jafar in there. I'm losing control of this podcast. Did We're you about, ever have control, you, Andrew? You raise a good point. Uh, we should probably get back to, well... Is an afternoon nap in order? Can we do that? Oh, yeah. Afternoon naps, dad naps, great stuff. Well, the governor isn't signing any bills today, so I don't see why not. You better knock on some wood when you say that. Okay, good. Well, folks, this week we'll probably have a little less... uh, Well, no, I shouldn't say that because that'll speak it into existence. We'll be back same time next week uh, with the latest and greatest. But for now, rest up. We all need it.